0: What are your goals within the next year of being an athlete to even going beyond college?
1: Yeah, my biggest goal.
0: Anyways, Nationers, welcome back to another episode of The Realist Podcast. No banner. Well, I guess we could call this a banner. You're all academic. That's our banner. That is our. That old, is our banner.
1: The all academic.
0: Um, today, nationals, we do have a guest. I, as I mentioned, um, on my live stream, we got a few guests lined up. I drove two hours for this one down in Moscow, Russia. I drove all the way to Russia
1: for this one. Yeah, underwater and everything. Yeah, underwater. Yeah, I have something. like a,
0: I have a boat-like car, so I, I was, I was cruising. Brilliant. But uh, today, nationers, we have a guest, graduated yeah. not too long ago, college athlete and musician, Zach Nunes.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Everyone Hello. give a round of applause. Thank
1: you. It Thank you. sounds I know,
0: I know they're probably applausing at home. I feel like it's <laughs> a thing. I do this with all my guests. I'm like, give a round of applause. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that's clapping because I have no idea. So you better be clapping. Also, uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button. It means a lot, and thank you to all the audio listeners out there. There's many of you guys out there, so thank you, today nationers. Again, we have college athlete, recently graduated, yep. college student, and musician uh, Zach Nunez, who is all the way from. I'm from Australia. What province?
1: Uh, all right, so we use states back in. Okay, Australia you guys. Use, as well. Okay, yeah. So um, I am from Victoria, which is the bottom. Uh, southeast state apart okay. from Tasmania, that's its own little island. Oh, down gotcha. At the very that's yeah, the, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'm from Melbourne. Uh, yeah, grew up there. I was born in the same hospital that my dad was born in. Oh, so that wow, was pretty cool. So
0: that there's there's some long history,
1: yeah. Well, like, yeah, my dad was the first of my family born in Australia. They're okay. also born in Singapore. Gotcha. Um, so he it's kind of funny, he was born in 1976, the year that my Nana and Pa moved to Australia. Oh, gotcha. Like the year. Yes. So the very year, basically 10 months after they moved. Gotcha. Um, So he's got like a brother. He's got two brothers, nine years older and then 11 years older. Gotcha. And so he was like the welcome to Australia surprise. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nana and Pa got a little excited. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. Nine months
0: later, they popped the baby out. Yeah. Love that. Little Mark Nunes. Love that. So 76, Pa was born. Your mom?
1: My dad. Oh dad wait, was wait when was your when was your mom born? She was born in 1970. Okay, so yeah. she's a little bit older. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. How did your parents meet? They met at church. Oh, um, nice. My dad, I think he was about 20 years old. Okay. My mom would have been 26, 27, yeah, roughly. Um. So my dad was like the leader of the worship team. Oh. And my mom at the time, well, still. Um. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah she, at the time, you know. She she has her own kid. So my my older sister Robin. Okay. Um. She was born in England. Oh. And so my dad kind of swooped in on my mum by becoming friends with my older sister. He would like, just, oh, like she would go and play piano with him, yeah. <laughs> and sing and stuff. And then, so mom Robin was is like,
0: your half sister. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So she's gotcha. she's thirty one right now, living in Melbourne. Um, okay. She's married. She's got yeah. two two little boys and then two foster girls. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah.
0: That's nice. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like you're heading home not too long, in like a month.
1: It's kind of a surprise to everyone. Really? Yeah. So only mum and dad know that I'm going home. Oh. So
0: I will cut this out. Beautiful. (laughs) You can add it it in later. Yes, I will add it. I will add it in when it feels appropriate. Brilliant. Um, but super awesome. You know, to kind of hear their backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So Singapore is your dad. Like, does he have heritage in Singapore? Is yeah. So
1: we we kind of we still have family over there. Okay. Um, my nana and pa moved over because they wanted better life for their kids yeah 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 um so yeah i mean two of my older uncles uh chris and trevor they they grew up in singapore okay gotcha um moved over here they all have three kids each as well yeah um so yeah we got a we got a huge family in immediate family in yeah. australia okay But gotcha. then still a bunch over in singapore gotcha
0: gotcha yeah. and then your mom's side is she also well obviously they met in australia yes yeah. Is she like solely Australian? Like she was born there, raised there? She was
1: born there, raised there until she was 10. And oh, then okay. um, her dad, my grandpa, yeah. he was the head of the leprosy mission for World Vision. So okay. When my sister was 10, sorry. You're good. Um, She moved to England for oh. 12 years. So she lived there from wow. when she was 10 to 22 and then moved back to wow. Australia.
0: So it seems like there's been a lot of moving within, like there's a lot of moving parts. Families move from one country mm-hmm. to the other. Yep. You're no exception to that.
1: No, I never really thought about it until right now. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm kind of following in everyone's footsteps, yeah. which is cool.
0: Like around 20 years old. Yeah, you know, You're spending an extended period of time here in the United States. Yeah. So like we mentioned on the top of this episode, you're a college athlete. yeah. This was, what was the main pull to the United States? I, I'm sure they probably have tracked, Schools, they probably have institutions, universities, colleges down there. Why why here?
1: Uh, the way that Australia works with sport and university is it kind of, you do one and you also do the other. Um, so, like, I, back home, we don't compete for, like, our school or university or high school or whatever. We compete for a club. Okay. Um, so I competed for Doncaster Athletic Club from the time I was six till... Oh, wow. I'm still technically a registered athlete there. Nice. Um, so, yeah, 15, 16 years. Okay. Um, so it's it doesn't really go hand in hand. Okay. So coming over here with the facilities and the ability to be able to do both of them at the same time, supported yeah. at the same place, gotcha. um, just makes it a whole lot easier, as well as the funding. And, oh, sure. Um, like, yeah, like I got a really nice scholarship to come over yeah. here, which I wouldn't have back home. Sure. Um, we get access to, you know, athletic trainers and yeah just all kind of stuff and plus yeah. like i think by the time i was 16 i would, like one i started getting pretty decent sure, at track sure. um and i was like well maybe i could go to the states for a year or two and see how i yeah, like it like, and yeah then now it's four years later and i'm <laughs> loving it so, yeah.
0: and you're a graduated college student yeah you know about to go back to nc nc championships yes. hopefully
1: yeah. so we've got uh yeah, this coming week we have the West preliminaries, which is the top forty eight in the West. Okay. I uh, will compete.
0: And um, you're seated as
1: I'm seated as twenty first. Okay right now. Um how many go through? Twelve. Gotcha. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a task to get to the next round, but I'm feeling sure. pretty good. I've been working pretty hard, so hopefully we get there. Yeah. If not, not the end of the world. we sure. come back next year. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that this is this is this is interesting because obviously myself included, yourself included, we had like this really, really odd year, Mm -hmm. you know, with COVID and that kind of just, not like crippling, but like like the entire world was on pause. It wasn't just like tracking, you know, the States. Um, they gave you an extra year, right? Like they didn't, because you didn't compete that year. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we,
1: we had our indoor season and then kind of March when everything blew up, um, we went home for spring break. So my girlfriend at the time, she's yeah. she's Canadian, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we went to stay with her family for the week for spring break, sure. Which ended and up being a little bit. It more ended than a up week. being six months because <laughs> yeah, they said, "Hey, there's no school," and we couldn't get back into America. Oh we were yeah, yeah. You, oh um, yeah. So that was rough. I was planning on going home, um, yeah, but then airports were getting closed, sure, and. I just made the decision to stay. Yeah. It was like, um,
0: at, at a certain point, I feel yeah. like it's just like, do you stress out about going home or do you just like, yeah, it was suck rough It up for a year. Yeah.
1: I mean like at, at the time it was just a very hard decision. Cause I was yeah. like, on one hand I'm leaving my girlfriend, but going to my family. Or yeah. The other hand yeah like, I'm leaving yeah. my family and going to my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so because of that, I didn't get to go home for two years. Yeah. Um, so that was very rough. And Luckily, last year we were able to get home, which was good with all of the COVID restrictions and everything. It was there was very fun. It was fun, yeah. So Jared, um, I all right. So I missed my first flight to go home because I got I got a COVID test, but it was the wrong COVID test. I yeah, got,
0: was it wasn't like up to standard for. Yeah, I
1: got so you had travel. to get it within three days of departing. Yeah, and. Um, so I just got a rapid one because I was like, I need Yeah, results. like you just need a test. Yeah. yeah. And then I got there and they were like, Oh no, you need the PCR and I was like, What is the PCR? C P
0: R do you, yeah, do, do you what, do I do need you CPR? Yeah, mouth to mouth resuscitation. Yeah, I do yeah. you don't have COVID. There you go. <laughs>
1: so that was rough. So it was I, I remember her name, Abigail was the the uh flight attendant or yeah. whoever she yeah. is at the front desk. Yeah. Um and one of my bags was overweight, so I had to, like, reshift some stuff. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, that's okay. We got the stress out of the way at the start. And I was like, yeah, it's good. You know, you're always going to have one thing stressful. Yeah, short. yeah. Especially when you're traveling around the world. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we had a giggle about that, and it was funny. And then five minutes later, she told me I wasn't allowed to fly.
0: Yeah, she's like, hey, you're <laughs> actually not allowed on this plane. We yeah. probably should have got caught that, like, five steps earlier. But... Exactly,
1: yeah. So that was heartbreaking yeah because mom and dad had done so much to get me home yeah which
0: yeah which is obviously like kudos out to them
1: yeah absolutely and then my mistake meant that i probably wasn't going to be able to go home that summer yeah um it was so i was just bawling my eyes out in front of her at the desk i was like it doesn't help that i'm vaccinated like i've yeah like like, i have this tears like i'm like i've I've never had go before in my life um and she was like i'm sorry like we can't send you to so i was going to it was a connecting flight from Spokane to LA and then I was going to okay. fly to Singapore and then to Australia. Yeah. And she says, like, technically we're allowed to let you fly to LA because it's not yeah, an yeah, international yeah, flight. It's, yeah, it's still in the US. But <laughs> we don't want you to get stuck in LA. Yeah, and because I said, then you'd be F. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? That's fair enough. Thank you, yeah. Abigail. <laughs> Crying. I walk off and she's like, her like customer service brain kicks in. Yeah. And she says, okay, have a great day. <laughs> and I'm just like bawling my eyes out. Like, in front thanks, of her ma'am. My whole life has just been falling apart, <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, <laughs> I guess." Yeah, but that was kind of funny because yeah. you look back was, at it, exactly, and it's like, "Yeah, well, yeah.
0: oh, have a great day." Yeah,
1: yeah. And oh. I, like, I imagine she was like, "Oh no, I can't believe." I she, didn't yeah, that. like,
0: oh, like, enjoy the movie too. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah like, enjoy uh, your my, food. Thanks, uh, you too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was rough. And then a week later, we found out that I could get into another flight, but I needed to get my COVID test in Spokane. Um, Actually, Coeur
0: d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow, you're a, you're a legend. <laughs> so my roommate is from Deer Park, which is basically in Spokane. Yeah, a, Spokane, little, bit, yeah, a little bit north. north yeah. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and stayed with him for a night and then Jared picked me up from his place, which was like 30 minutes in the yeah, other direction. Yeah, yeah. And then we drove an hour and a half to Coeur d'Alene yeah. <laughs> and then got my test, came back and yeah so i wouldn't have been able to go and then that was all fine so then the yeah, next time i yeah. went to the airport you, you i know, i kind of <laughs> wished it was abigail that was still at the you're desk you're like oh hello i'm yeah, back again yeah, i actually ended up having a great day yeah uh, <laughs> um just happened to be a week later exactly yeah yeah but it was just some guy called max and he yeah. didn't even check my covid form so nice. they checked it when i got to la and i was like this is Kind Lovely. of scary, yeah. but I knew I did it right. Yeah, yeah. I got the test in, yeah, Coeur d'Alene, got the results and everything.
0: I don't know, I don't, what what I don't remember was how it all happened, because I knew like your side of the story, but I never know how I came into the picture. I think
1: it was Father's Day weekend, yeah, and I was yeah, getting was a, tested yeah. on the Sunday, so yeah. like I, so I have two friends, Jordan and Mac, who st- were on the team a couple years ago, yeah. still live in Moscow. They're from Spokane. So they were heading up on the Friday night to go and see their family. Um, So they dropped me off at Spencer's place. Gotcha. And then you were nice enough to come and grab me. Yeah, I don't remember
0: how that, like if it was a text or like you reached out. I I think I
1: Instagram DM'd you and said, hey man, I am in a pickle. I actually believe that's true. I'm going to look it up, but carry on. Because I I remember I said, I have a COVID test in Coeur d'Alene. Are you able to give me a ride? And then you said, yeah, when do you want me to pick you up from Moscow? And I was like, no, I like, like, I appreciate you. That's amazing. But I'm going to be in Spokane already. Um, but yeah, you were going to pick me up from Moscow, drop me back to Moscow and just be an absolute legend on that Well, h- here's the text. Okay.
0: Here's the text. Uh, oh, okay. So you were, this is a long, long story. Uh, th- wow. There's a lot more message than I remember. Um Okay, so it's like, it, this was June 17th. This was this was on yep. on Father's Day. Yes. This is on Father's Day. I was like, hey, man, this is a really weird, and it's and it's going to be a huge ask Lamal. but what are you doing on Saturday? And I'm like, this Saturday? Yes, sir. I don't believe I, I'm doing anything. What's up? I wasn't able to get on my flight home on Tuesday because I got the wrong COVID test. Apparently, that wasn't reliable enough and found out today I could get uh, the next flight this coming Tuesday. So if that's the case, I'm going to need a COVID test done on Saturday. But the only place that has specific tests is, uh, I need is in Millwood, and I don't have a ride there. And then, it, boom, bada, bing, uh, it ended up not being Millwood. Mm-hmm. ended up being Coeur d'Alene, yes. which was another long text. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, oh, okay. No, I remember you are like, hey, I didn't get on the flight. Um, thank you so much. Okay, so this was, there was, this was the first flight, if I'm not wrong. Was it? Yeah, because you say, hey, mate, I didn't get on the flight. Thank you so much for you and your generosity. Um, But unfortunately, I won't need to come to Spokane to take a test anymore. Do you ever remember not having to take the test? Oh, and then okay, I was like, "Yeah, thanks for letting me know. Let me know if you need anything in the future, bro. I'm hitting you up again. That's I've got a right. flight for Wednesday yes. now. Yeah, the only thing that the COVID test that I need is a Walgreens to Court Lane because wall, you know, Millwood didn't have any spots available.
1: Yeah, yep. that's right.
0: Gotcha. Okay, because I do remember like a hurdle, like you needing it than
1: not needing it. Yes, because we, yeah, like Singapore Airlines is who I flew with, and they okay. said that this flight was full, but not everyone had checked in yet. So they'll oh, let me sure. know. If Within 48 yes. hours, if anyone cancels. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, maybe we're on this flight then. Yeah. And then that 48 hours came up, and I and called then, them, and they said, sorry, there's no gotcha, spots. So gotcha. that's when I said I didn't need it. And then the and next, then the, I think yes, it was the same day. Yes,
0: it literally was the same yeah. day.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> within wow. hours,
0: it seemed like, because there wasn't, like, a new time stamp on it. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: Insane. Well, it's 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 weird, you know, because, like, we've competed against each other, yes. you know, at various competitions. Mm-hmm. um. What do you feel like when you're when you're going into a track meet, you mm-hmm. know, and you know you're going against the same person again, you're Bobby Say, for the eighth time in the season, <laughs> you know. I love that man. <laughs> like, w- what's the mentality like? You know, it's like you know, like professionals, they're racing the same athletes yep. at some of the same events. What's your mentality when it comes to competition and going against that?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, for the for the season, kind of before the championship season, sure. um, my whole kind of plan and mentality is: I want this meet to be better than the last one. Okay, and that doesn't necessarily mean I want to jump further, but I yeah. want to I want to execute my drive phase a little better. Yeah, um, I want to you know hold my takeoff a little bit yeah, nicer than longer. I did last time. Um, so we've always got kind of training cues that we've done from that week yeah, or the yeah. weeks before that we take into that competition. Um, and then when I get there, that's what I think about. That's what I'm thinking about in the warm up. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to music. I normally make a playlist for each specific meet. Just kind okay. of. Okay. I make it that morning, just depending yeah. on what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. Um. So half the time, half the time it ends up being like just Silk Sonic and 70s. Sure. Funk. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just because it gets me in a good mood. Yeah. But then yeah, so I'm thinking about all of that during the pre-meet, during the warm up, and then when I get on the runway. I kind of try to put on this kind of animal instinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it doesn't that. always happen, but, like, I like to think, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, gonna, no, I feel that, yeah. I feel that. Because um, I find myself, if I'm on the runway thinking about those things, thinking about those cues, Yeah, I just get flustered and I don't execute. Yeah. So I just need to turn my mind off and kind of go into, all right, let's jump yeah. Um, But... Yeah, when you're jumping against the same guys all the time, you know, you get to know you get to know because yeah. I think we can beat it against each other. Yeah,
0: we it was like, always like the Whitworth or yeah. when I go down to Moscow yeah. for our indoor meets. Yeah. And that's like that's kind of how we met was yeah. just like generally just through our competition. Yeah. yeah and then two and a half years later. We're, look at us. We're all yeah. grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can grow a beard. Yes. I can try and grow a beard. You can grow a mullet.
1: I can grow a mullet. You can grow can, a mean mullet. Can, thank you. I They're very appreciate like that. thin,
0: silky hair. Yeah, it works.
1: This is the the Asian kind of silky hair. Sure. That got going yeah. on Right now. Yeah. Um, but
0: I like it. But that's kind you. of how we found. Yes. Each other was through competition. So for context, we go to two different colleges. Hence why I drove to two this hours. College. Yeah. Yep. Two, down here, and when you were already a sophomore when I was a freshman, mm-hmm. and by then you know like you you already have a year. Yep. on me boom bada bing like you're you're like the older guy you're like when i go into high school you're just like the guy that's older than mm-hmm. than me and like as I, I imagine you do the same you're looking at like who's on the on the list you yep. know you're like oh there's like a new guy yep. or there's you know oh i've, I've recognized that name yep. like all throughout high school all throughout like club which obviously that was like kind of the main t it seemed like down mm. in australia you know you you probably see like somebody from like a different state yep. or like a different region. Yes. And you're like, oh, I kind of remember that name from like looking it up. Like yep. there was a guy when I used to grow up doing club, his name was Andrew Schultz. Not yep. Andrew Schultz. I think it was Andrew Schultz. Like the comedian. Yep. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. not but not the comedian. It yeah, was yeah, Andrew yeah. Schultz. But that was his name. And I like when I go to like different club meets or like I'd see on like athletic.net, which was our database for all our, yep. our marks. I'd see the name and I'm like, Andrew Schultz, like this, this is my competition for like, you know, two, three years and then kind of dwindled into like, I don't know, silence. I don't know. I don't know what ever happened to him. Um, but I'd see him at like these really odd meets or like doing long jump, doing triple Mm -hmm. jump. And you know, the, the competition always is revolving, you know? And that's when I got into college, like I throughout high school, at least for me, I wasn't like the, the guy, I knew my capability. But I never used that entirely to my advantage. I knew what I was capable of. Yep. But once I did that, that's when, when I got into college, it was like, I don't care who I'm going against. I'm an assassin. I'm yep. going to <laughs> – like I put on that killer Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the right? mentality I'm going like, to Like I will beat this guy. Yep. He may jump like eight feet further than me, but yep. I will beat him Yeah. in my mind. I don't know how I will, but mm-hmm. I will. And that's kind of like where I'm, where I go yeah. to. And obviously we, we chatted up a handful of times throughout mm-hmm. the meets and yeah. got to know each other more through conversation. Yes. Through just like social media, because yeah. I know Spencer, I competed against yes. him and like that's Jordan room
1: right there. Oh, like literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally right here. This is his wall. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but yeah, like your, your, your friend, your teammate, yeah. or your best guys who you live with, obviously yeah. Yeah. like we competed against. So yeah. that, you know, it's just one of those things you make small talk and. Like track beats are so fun, they you are. know, like as They're much as fun. the the tension, yeah, you know, it's, it's well, so much
1: fun. The best part about it is, I mean, like we're there all day, yeah. but like if you're running a 400, you're only running for 50 seconds yeah. or 46 seconds. Yeah. If you're Spencer, if you're Spencer, you're <laughs> 46. um, And then you're throwing up for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. But then the rest of the day, you've got to hang out with people. You've yeah. got to meet people, talk to people, yeah. make connections. So that's like when I've feel like most of ours happened. Cause yeah. when we were competing, we were competing. Yeah, yeah, And then it was when we were done, we were shaking hands, giving yeah, everyone a hug. Yeah. And that was when we were able to like talk probably. Cause yeah. we weren't in that yeah kind of killer yeah. mindset. Like,
0: like trying to like remain focused yeah. and in this like zone that Exa- we yeah. like, I don't know, we go subconsciously and like yeah. believe in ourselves. Well, whereas like, you know, it's like basketball, you know, you're competing for 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then once that final, final buzzer hits at, you know, 48 minutes past, or unless you're in overtime, you know, you're dapping it up. Yep. You're, like, jersey swapping. Yeah, yeah. We can't do that, unfortunately. Yep. But that's kind of, like, the same for anyone. Relatability, yes, I would say. Absolutely. You know, because track is one of those things where if you're ever watching it on TV, it is just like, you know, they've ran the 100, and you got Chikari Richardson versus you know, the Jamaican yep. elite crew, yep. and they're just, like, hating each other. Like, it's like an ongoing feud. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a a competitor that has scared you? Or that you've gone against and you're just like, I just got to do what I can. Because that was me against you. Like, I was never beating you. <laughs> I, like, was never beating you unless you scratch all your jumps. Yeah. Like, in my mind, that's that was the reality, okay. you know? Has there ever been a guy that that was for you where they're better than you on paper, mm-hmm. obviously. They've jumped yeah. further. Yeah. You know, but, like, you just have to tap into that, you know, mentality. Even if you know you might not win. Yeah. Enough to just, like, believe in yourself to win.
1: Yep yeah no absolutely even just this last week was probably the biggest example of that okay um from Idaho State Trayshawn Malone yeah. and I yeah. <laughs> I love that man like he's probably one of my favorites to compete against yeah um and I only really see him like a couple times a yeah year. I was gonna say yeah but so going into conference I had jumped 766 or like 25 2 okay 25 2.5 sure, whatever that sure. is and he had gone one centimeter further
0: Oh, which is like literally not it's, even a an inch, exactly, like less than an inch, exactly.
1: So it was, on paper, it was going to be very even. But yeah. this guy is insane. He had gone two years ago, jumped like seven ninety. He jumped like twenty six feet. Yeah, um, and then had just been kind of flat. In no, not flat, just injured a lot. Oh, he gotcha, had very gotcha. bad luck. Um, yeah, and then COVID and everything. Yeah, that. So he, yeah, on paper, we looked pretty similar. Sure. And even the commentator said that on the live Oh, you guys have commentated? Yeah, we oh, had a wow, commentator on the live stream. That's how you know what's legit. I was looking at it, and I was, they were like, yeah, they're very even. And I was like, all right, but this guy's about to jump eight meters. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and he did. So I think this competition, I almost fouled out. So I went foul, foul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then, long
0: jump, right? This
1: is long, long jump, jump, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I went foul, foul, and then I had to jump a jump to make it yeah. to finals. So I kind of just jogged down the runway, jumped seven forty nine. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Though. No, it was it was a great safety jump. Yeah, um, and it put me in the lead, like in front of, oh, okay. in front of Trey. Gotcha. And then fourth jump comes. <laughs> so he's in second. Fourth yeah. jump comes, and he goes eight o two. And he's going crazy, and I am super happy for him because like yeah, I mean that's your, this, a- everyone wants everyone wants to jump yeah, far exactly, yeah. and he's just the nicest guy. Um and it had just been a long time coming and I was really happy for him. Yeah,
0: because you knew you knew that there was exactly behind it.
1: But then at that point I was like, all right, he's just jumped eight oh two. Yeah, we were the same coming in. Now I'm gonna <laughs> jump eight oh three, and I just got a little too overhyped and like my run up was wrong. You know how I yeah. say like I want to execute my y- drive phase yeah. or whatever. That one I did not. <laughs> um, so I ended up just being way short and jumped like seven ten or whatever it was. Yeah. Um. And then that's when I had to kind of take a step back and be like, all right, he's jumped eight. He's won this competition. Now I just need to try and hold on for a second. Sure, sure. Um, which I didn't do. Okay. Because I was still in that mindset of I need to jump eight meters. Okay. So I was just trying way too hard yeah. to catch up to him.
0: Gotcha. Where
1: I should have just been in my own Doing your own thing. Exactly. Right? Um, so I ended up coming third to another okay. guy, Mitch Effing. Okay. I don't think He's from NAU, um, and he's a great guy as well. He's long jumper and triple jumper, um, and this is the second time this season he scalped me on the last jump.
0: Oh, like the sixth and final jump, yeah, but then you have jump. to jump after him yes. because you were the yeah. lead at that point. Yeah,
1: so then I've had kind of like an ankle injury all year, and then yeah. it yeah. didn't work out for me, um, but that's fine. But that was probably like one of the most recent and most memorable instincts yeah. where – someone way better than me has just gone and I've kind of just lost it. Yeah. Um, I didn't handle that as well as I probably should have. Sure. sure. Uh, but it means next time it happens, I'll know how to react properly.
0: Yeah. 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 I, think, I think there's something to say, you know, learning through failure, learning through the process, you know, like even when I'm like doing my Spartan races, which I'm doing now, like even like during cross country, you know, there was like moments where, there's nobody around you. Mm-hmm. You're like, you don't know what pace you're going at. You just kind of have to trust your training. Yep. You're trying to like catch somebody to some extent, you know, and you're trying to stay in touch mm-hmm. like distance, especially when it gets to like the 1600 or I mean like 800, you're trying to keep in touch with them. So you're not like, because once you kind of like peel yourself out, you've, you're not yeah. getting back. Yeah. It, it's, it's just like, like it, it just, it's not possible. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, And so it's kind of like that thing where like somebody's jumping far beyond than what I could jump currently, but like, then that's the mentality. And there's just so much through the failure and through the process of going through that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to say about that. Um, Just, just doing, you know, and it's just like, you're going to, you're going to figure out what works and figure out what doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that be through your routine at the very beginning, what you're doing the night before, what you're eating throughout, you know, over time. And there's like... Track is one of those things. There's a million different puzzle pieces to this thing, you know. And whatever event you do, you know what that could be like the the pentathlon, Mm -hmm. the heptathlon, the the decathlon. You know, they're they kind of got a lot more stuff, a lot more puzzle pieces. But regardless, there's so many puzzle pieces to track. And sometimes we don't have the picture. Sometimes we don't even have the pieces, you know. And no matter what, if I'm at least finding those pieces or finding what the picture looks like. I've won because then every single day I'm at least attempting something and I'm like, okay, I know that doesn't work. So I'm not using that puzzle piece at the at that spot, or I'm not using that puzzle piece anymore, you know, because it just doesn't fit this puzzle, you know? And whether that be like the coaching, you know, maybe, maybe that's just like a difference in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's a difference in your goals, you know? And like, I'm, I'm kind of, I like to say that we're like-minded within a certain meet and go leading up towards it where it's just place a puzzle piece Let's learn. Let's yep. learn how we can place this puzzle piece effectively more and more. Yep. And I'm I'm a big analogy guy. So, like, puzzle pieces are like, I like my, this. My one. This is a thing, good analogy. Right? Yep. So, no matter what, every single practice, every single season, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's about placing one puzzle piece at a time. Yep. Like, throughout high school, I had beat our freshman triple jump record, you know, done well in long jump kind of throughout. That was a little bit more like a steady, steady growth, steady, you know, incline was like triple jump was like, whoop, and then it just like fell for like two years and then kind of popped back up and then popped back up again. But through that one year, it's just like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I mean, you're not doing anything wrong. You're learning how to do it right. And that's like a super important thing for any athlete out there who may feel like it's frustrating that you're not reaching the goals that you want to reach. You know, like, what about if I want to be an NBA championship? I have to learn how to shoot a basketball first. That's super important. Yeah, So... With what, how many more years left do you have for athletics? I have
1: have one more year. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do my master's next year, finish off my track kind of collegiate career. Yeah. um, And then, yeah, head home. Gotcha. Yeah. With that whole kind of like, you got to set up goals in order to make that main goal achievable. So with like Idaho Track and Field, our coach, Tim Corley. he's made process goals very, very important. So every team meeting we'll have on a Wednesday night, we'll get into smaller groups and we'll talk about, all right, what do we want to focus on this week? Whether it's, I want to get eight hours worth of sleep every night or five nights a week. Um, I want to eat vegetables. I want to, you know, drink three gallons of water. Well, gallons, I don't really know what the thing is. A lot of gallons, but we'll take it for the hypothetical. Maybe three liters of water. Um, And ultimately, if I make those a habit, Then that goal, that main goal gets a little bit closer. Gotcha. Um, So that's like a massive priority that we have in our team. Okay. Is doing the little things in order to make that big thing not seem so big. Yeah. And I love that. Like the attitude within our team as well just gets a lot better. Sure. Because everyone knows they've done everything they can. Yeah. To get to that point where it's conference championships, you're on the line. You're yeah. about to race all these people that have been working just as hard as you, yeah. but maybe they haven't had those process goals that you've yeah. had. Maybe the, the
0: foundation isn't, isn't all there exactly. entirely. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we want to make sure that we have spent the time doing what we need to do to know that when we're on that line, we have the best shot gotcha. at doing yeah. and achieving that goal that we set out at the start of the year. And go- goals will change. Sure. You know, like I had a goal at the start of the season to win conference Yeah. and indoors, I was the favorite. Sure. And three days before we went, I pulled my hamstring. Okay. So See, I didn't, I didn't get to compete you, the yeah. way that I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and then obviously this outdoor. Yeah. Tray Sean jumps eight meters. <laughs> um, so bum
0: ankle and it just like everything the puzzle exactly, pieces yeah. aren't in the right place. But yeah. They, they fit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So things are going to happen. You know, there's going to be setbacks. Um, so just stay on your path and do what you need to do. Let me fix
0: this. You're good. Uh, no, that I think that's I think that's like a a great message and a great sentiment. This is this is an image like, right now. This, you is, like this that's little? a thumbnail. Thank you very much. I don't wear
1: headphones, every <laughs> often.
0: Um, but no, I think there's. I, I mean, like like I said, there's so much to say about that. And not to call out our our team, like Spokane wasn't as like fundamentally to the program. Mm-hmm. It was very fundamentally to the athlete. You okay, know. Yep. Like, some athletes just wanted there just because they wanted to compete. Yeah. That's truly what they wanted to do. You know, nothing against that. And, I mean, that's kind of what you get with a community college like that. Whereas, like, when you are at, you know, Oregon, it's not, like, for fun. It is strictly to win whatever that may be. So, for you, what are your goals within the next year of being an athlete to even going beyond college?
1: Yeah. So, my... My biggest goal would be I want to be an All-American. Okay. So I want to be top, whether it's first team, second team, whatever. Yeah. So top 16 in the U.S. for long jump. Gotcha. Um, and so that's kind of like when we're setting our goals, we'll yeah. have our dream goal. Gotcha. So that's my dream goal right gotcha. there. Gotcha, okay. And then my more, well, hopefully more realistic goals, yeah. win conference. Okay. Jump 26 feet. Okay. Jump 52 feet in triple jump. Yeah um and i want to have fun doing it gotcha like because if you're like this is my job i get i'm on a scholarship yeah like like this is my job yeah i get paid to do this so i want to be able to perform the best of my ability but i don't think you can do that when you're solely focused on if i don't do well yeah then i have no worth yeah you know so i want to be sure that my entire personality and identity isn't in jumping twenty six feet, or isn't in winning conference, yeah. um, which is why, like living with my roommates, we have other hobbies. Like I do a lot of music, they play a lot of golf. Yeah, um, we just have other things that can take our mind off those goals because you can't be thinking about it twenty four seven. Yeah, it just it's draining, especially when you go into school as well. Um, so those are my goals, and I want to be able to enjoy other things as well with it. Gotcha. So I want to do, because I can do as much as possible. Yeah. But that doesn't take 48, 40, 40, yeah, 24 hours a yeah. day. 48 hours 40, a day. Zach 48, 48 hours, a hours, day. hours a day. It he works does. differently in Australia. Does. Okay? They're like 18 hours ahead, so technically. Yeah, you, you like know, you add that to the, yeah, yeah, it it to work, the math checks down. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I want to be able to enjoy my last year in America. Yeah. And I very much enjoy doing track but it's not the only thing that I enjoy. Gotcha. Um, and I think if people put too much, this is just from me personally, when I've put yeah. too much emphasis on track, like my mental health, my enjoyment yeah. of life, like where there's relationships like that's, with that, other people. Your value and your happiness exactly. is coming from yeah.
0: something, obviously that you're putting input in, but aren't, there's not that instant gratification. Yeah, if That, makes, yeah. that so, way you're kind of... Yeah, pretty okay. much.
1: So you need to, I need to kind of balance my life with yeah. other things. Um,
0: when you mentioned music, mm-hmm. this is, I don't know if you guys, you might be able to see it in the camera, but there's two guitars, three, if you really want to think about it, <laughs> if you think um, about off it. to the, off to the side of Zach. These are my babies. There's a microphone, you know, there's a ukulele up on the, up on the wall. There, there, you're surrounded by music. Yeah. It seemed like it was a big influence for you growing up. Mm-hmm. Is that true?
1: Yes. So my, my dad, he is a professional musician. So he, um, He's a, he plays piano, he sings, plays every other instrument he can. Gotcha. Um, but piano is his main one. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I grew up and he was in bands. He was in a, like yeah. a fifties rock and roll band called oh, gotcha. Crash, Crash and the Fenderbenders, which was <laughs> a lot of fun. Sure, sure. So there's a, <laughs> there's a photo of me when I'm, I'm probably like two years old and we are at one of his gigs and yeah. I'm in this like suit with like sunglasses yeah. and a fedora your, ba- your on. baby boss right yeah now. i'm baby boss and he brings me up to do like shake your tail feather oh and like so i'm singing there like bend <laughs> yeah. over so that's kind of where like my love for music came from um and yeah like i just grew up we moved house when i was 10 years old okay and we transformed the garage to a like well when i say we i mean my yeah. The people that my dad hired. Gotcha. Um, the builders made it like a soundproof oh, music studio. Yeah. Um, so he
0: literally became like a, a rock garage band, pretty, quite frankly.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So he's got every instrument you can have yeah. twice. <laughs> um, And it's just like a lot of fun. Yeah. So like, yeah. So my dad plays piano. He, I think his most recent purchase was like a tenor saxophone and like a double bass. Okay. Yeah. Which he's wanted forever for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
0: you know some there's those little interests that you're like yeah
1: okay yeah yeah so he'll FaceTime me it's like 11 30 at night here and I'm ready to go to bed
0: I just got this double bass exactly and he's look at this he
1: he calls me (laughs) and then I'm just sitting there and he's just playing this saxophone riff and I'm like that sounds really good good night (laughs) um so yeah that's kind of where that all came from and then luckily I've been able to
0: it's rubbed bring, off. Bring it yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So is would you say like music is a therapy for you? You mention it through, yeah. you know, like a like a kind of a, a balancing of life mm-hmm. where you're not so focused on this instant gratification. Because yep. like even playing an instrument is one of those things. You're you're placing puzzle pieces. Yeah. You know, you're you're trying to figure out what type of chords. Yep. How to even strum properly. How to place your fingers on the certain frets yeah. and. It, get, like, it gets frustrating. Yeah, so much to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, no matter really whatever it is, you know, it's it's a grind to get up to a proficient level. Yeah, you know, like I shoot, I like shooting basketball. Uh, like, I'm not great at it. Yeah, I w- well, I was worse, but now I'm a lot better because I've yep. you know I've done it a lot, you yep. know, and through you know like playing to through tutorials, learning from people who know more than you. Mm-hmm. It would you say that it's one of those therapy things for you where it takes your mind off it. You're able to kind of express yourself as well
1: absolutely yeah that's where the i mean like i love to learn songs that yeah. already exist yeah but then also just like writing my own which you've wrote a lot i have written a lot and i'm also a perfectionist so like i'm like yeah i'm gonna release this many songs in blah blah time <laughs> and i've done one song in like two years um, sunset scene that's the one <laughs> not in my life I don't even really like it anymore <laughs> it's, um, been a, it's been a yeah, there's been some changes's been uh, some changes amazing. in the uh, in the lifestyle since that song was released um, but but I still have it in my like
0: playlist I appreciate because, that yeah. I appreciate it yeah. a lot
1: I appreciate that um but it's
0: but it's, it's a it's, way to express yourself you know it is like, absolutely
1: like, um, I'll find myself sitting right here and it'll be you know I've had a Day you know, and yeah. I was like, it, the song won't be sung ever again. Sure, but it's kind of just like journaling. Except yeah, I can do yeah. It to music, um, which I find a little bit easier to do than just sitting there and writing stuff down. Yeah, I like to play a pretty melody that I think yeah. is kind of nice and pull
0: out the phone, write some TikTok lyrics. Exactly. Audit so exactly,
1: and then get four likes on TikTok, and we're ready to it, go.
0: That's just the way that it is. Sometimes. It is. It, it, is. It, it is. It is a little <laughs> hard, but. it is, it is something that I, I, like, I feel, I I feel like that journaling Mm -hmm. was like a really good kind of piece, you know, because like for music, a lot of people do and just enjoy it. You know, there's maybe not that super creative side, but they just like jamming out kind of Mm -hmm. like a relaxation. But even in the process, you're able to find kind of like a relaxation towards it, you know? And like you mentioned earlier, where one of your goals is to, you know, to have fun, a part of this process. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, there's so much around you that, you know, you could just, like, I don't know, not be focused on what you're doing, but, like, you want to enjoy the process, yeah. and I, f- I feel like there's something that I heard recently. If you're having fun with what you're doing, you never work a day in your life, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you're having fun doing track, you're having fun making music, yeah. getting four likes on TikTok, which is not true. He gets three. <laughs> <laughs> he, get, he does get more oh, that's, than that's three likes. That's <laughs> if I'm lucky. That's if I'm lucky. But uh, no, I mean, you're a great musician. You've obviously put in work to be a successful athlete, be a, a you know, half decent musician. I can't mm. play the guitar. I, I pick it up and I'm just like, yeah. this is still out of tune. I don't know how to tune this thing. I know yeah. how to tune a viola and a violin. That's cool. I can't tune a guitar. Yeah, I, can't,
1: for, I can't even to save hold my life. that properly. So cool.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. There seems to be a lot of meaningful things in your life that you kind of hold. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about how you've expressed yourself. You express yourself more in more ways than one. You may see where I'm going with this, but you've covered up all your tattoos. I have. I don't know if that was intentional or not. I don't think it was.
1: No, I was. This is. It's just, yeah, it was
0: just comfy. I figured it was. But for anyone that doesn't know, Zach does have tattoos. I do have tattoos. Multiple tattoos. Um, That was one of your first ones. This was your forearms. I remember that was like the when I met you. You had the forearm tattoo. I did have
1: the forearm tattoo. So this was the first one I ever got. And this is oh, this incorporates my music, um, but this is kind of for my family. Gotcha. Um, like my pa and my dad. Gotcha. Um, my pa. We had a whole bunch of roses in his garden. Gotcha. And if we'd be playing cricket or footy yeah. or whatever we're playing, and we'd accidentally hit them. <laughs> he's you know he's Singaporean, yeah. so he's got this nice Southeast Asian <laughs> accent, and he'll start speaking another language. Um, and he'll say mat my roses la and we're like sorry <laughs> <laughs> and he loved his roses more than he loved us that's not true but he loved them a lot yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i love i love roses my sister's getting some roses tattooed okay nice um and yeah it's kind of like my power is on top and then my dad is coming from under the roses gotcha and then my skin is underneath my dad gotcha because so that's kind of like the tribute to them. Okay. Um which is cool. So yeah, that was my first tattoo. I got that in Melbourne after my freshman year here. Oh, okay. And then since then I've kind of gone a little bit ham. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say over yeah. the past like year. Yeah, the last year I went from I got two tattoos within 2 years and then I think now I have like 13 <laughs> in the last like 6 months. Um yeah, so what, I'm what, having fun.
0: What would you say like uh, Regardless of this one, because you kind of shared that story, what, what's like a meaningful one that you have or like maybe the most meaningful or one that you just thought was freaking cool and you're yeah. like, yep, that's, I'm getting that
1: one. Yeah. Um, my most meaningful would have to be the second one I got. Let's see if we can see it here. It's my smallest one.
0: Is it a voice memo, like sound audio?
1: It is a sound, yep. Yeah. So it's a sound wave of my Nana talking. Oh, okay. Um, so my dad's mom and she sent me a video when I first moved to America Okay, um, she she had been sick like my entire life. Sure, she had, she's had cancer twice and Jesus. Beat, beat it twice. She had a heart transplant. So enough um, to have cancer once, but yeah, twice she, she beat it twice. She's, she's incredible. She was incredible. Um, and this was basically a video that she sent from yeah. the hospital about how much she loved me. And sure, how proud she was of me. And this specific part says. Um, you'll be in my prayers always until you get back. And I got it the Christmas, which was kind of like two weeks after she died. Oh, gotcha. Um, Yeah. So that's, that would definitely be my most meaningful. Gotcha. Um, Just because
0: of, you know, like obviously you're, you're taking a huge step mm -hmm. being away from family, like not even mentioning, we didn't know you, obviously none of us could predict COVID. Yeah. Unless you're a time traveler. Yeah. You know? And so like you, you never would have guessed that you were going to be gone for two years. Yep you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so like, it probably even means more me. I, correct me if I'm wrong. It probably has more meaning now because it's still like, you still a family apart. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's that sense of connection, you yeah. know, even if they're not there, even if your dad's not FaceTiming you talking about his new tenor saxophone <laughs> or new instrument that he's got, his fifth piano that he's, that he's got on the wall, yeah. you know, there's still that sense of, of a pride of the family, yeah, you know? And, and I could imagine, you know, with, with, a lost loved one, like that probably meant the world yeah. without you even knowing it yeah. at the time.
1: Yeah. It was incredible. Um, I remember I was, she died on a Tuesday night and it was when we had like a small group for our church and we oh. were just like worshiping. And I watched that video like four or five times. Gotcha. just bawled my eyes out. And then I was like, I need to get something because I wanted to get she. When I was growing up, she made the best curry puffs on earth. So me and my cousins were going to get a curry puff tattoo while she was alive, but she hates tattoos. Oh, gotcha. So we never got one. And then I was like, okay, if I get this, it's her talking. Yeah. So like maybe she would have liked it. (laughs) And then um, when I did get to go home, which was two years later, my like pa saw it. Yeah. And he just like burst his gotcha. burst his eyes out. And he hates tattoos as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, it was very special to me. And then I have another one for her as well, which is matching with my sister. Okay. Um, and it's like an anatomical. It's right here, so you can't see it. But oh, it's gotcha. an anatomical heart with the text. She had too much love for just one heart. Oh. And we got that because of her heart transplant. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So that one was really special as well just because I share that with my sister. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I definitely like to express myself through my tattoos. I have a bunch of drawings right back there. Uh, um, these, can I grab them? Yeah, the potential designs that I've thought about. Oh, that one's taped down. Oh, oh, they're all taped they're down. They're all oh, taped this, down, yeah. You can, this, you can this one's pull not on, taped though. down. This is... Those are two dogs. Well, two like wolves. Like howling really. wolves? Howling wolves.
0: Where would this go? Like on the back of the neck?
1: This would go, I'm thinking... Um, I'll show you. Actually, it's going to be a part of a back piece. A back piece. I, I plan on getting pretty. Tattied. Yeah, you're. G- <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm going to get pretty. We
0: we'll get a boomerang cool. that says
1: there was "Come a back on on this." Yes. So I was thinking about getting that, um, and then I was spoke. I spoke to one of my friends who is um indigenous to australia oh gotcha she said probably not a great idea to get oh. a boomerang just because it's very spiritual oh, with gotcha, that culture gotcha. um and i didn't want to you know yeah, dis- disrespect yeah. them at all yeah. um but the idea of that was um you know you throw a boomerang yeah, and, it com- it com- and it comes it comes back. back yeah so that was kind of the mentality that you know even though my nana's gone yeah she's still with me i've moved to america but i'm always going to come back home yeah 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 so kind of that whole thing um, it's,
0: it, I feel like it's one of those things that has like so many deeper, overarching messages. Yes. You know, like through different things and yeah. moving to United States. Yeah. Love ones.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. So, I need to figure out how to do that in a more respectful way. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, a yo-yo. Ooh. It would be interesting. That is interesting. That could.
0: Because it does come back. Well, I mean, if could, you're good enough, it, it does it, come back. <laughs> I mean, the way I Yeah. Either way, boomerang. You probably work. have to be good enough to. Yeah. to
1: throw it. yo Yeah. That's a great idea.
0: I'm just trying I'm to. Gonna it, I'm gonna add it. I'm gonna add
1: it to the vision board. Should I just add, Should I
0: just draw it on a you piece of paper should, after this podcast? I'll should. put it.
1: I'll put it on Instagram. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds I'll like good. draw a little yo yo. But that right there is the back design that I'm thinking of. Oh, sick! So it's a sting. It's a stingray, and then um, two wolves. Oh, I sound very basic right now. <laughs> um, two two dogs. All right. So my dog Mumbo back home. Gotcha. And um, my other dog who I grew up with, Calypso. She, okay. she unfortunately drowned in our backyard pool. Oh, okay. Which is unfortunate.
0: <laughs> which uh, I, always, which I, when I, when I, when you first said drown, I was like, did you take her to the beach? And like, you just didn't see that your yeah, dog was in the water? No. Just floated upside down. She, uh, <laughs> a little dark
1: to think about that, but. <laughs> she was a the princess of the house. She was adorable. She was yeah. just this little, um, have you seen Underdog? That movie? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the Beagle and the King Charles Cavalier, yeah. they fall in love. This was their baby. Gotcha. So she was a ear. And she got uh, her head into a empty bag of dog biscuits and got stuck, fell in the pool, and suffocated. Oh, uh, that's yeah, it's bad. <laughs> so I was I was probably like fifteen and my younger sister was probably twelve or thirteen. Gotcha. And mom comes in uh, shaking, crying. We lost the dog. Yeah, calypso's dead. Calypso's dead. So that was very bad. Um, so I kind of I mean, I love in my memory, dogs. Yeah. yes. Uh, so it's they're wolves, but it's Calypso and yeah. lumber. Um, and then, then there's one more under. Yeah. So that. then that was a palm tree underneath, oh, which sick. is we have a palm tree in our backyard, and Dad wants to get buried under it for some reason. Wow. Because he loves it. <laughs> We're talking about death a lot right here. Yeah. Um, he
0: does, It seems like he loves a lot of things. Yeah. Palm trees. Palm instruments. Trees,
1: instruments. Me.
0: In that order. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in that, in that order, order. <laughs> specifically. Um, yeah,
1: so that was, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. I, I like my tattoos to have some meaning. Um, I have a few that don't have meaning. Sure. they're Just because like, they look pretty, like I have a butterfly. Yeah, on the back yeah, on the back. Yeah, of on tricep. My, my tricep, I have a, it, it's a great tattoo. Um, you know, it's a butterfly. I just thought it looked cool. Sure, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it's mean, I that,
0: nice. It's nice. I, I'm going to kind of uh, turn back a little should. bit. You should definitely do uh, that. Because we've talked about a lot of depth, maybe the lows of lows, and maybe <laughs> stories behind that. Let's, let's take it all the way to the top. Let's go. Let's, let's take it all the way to the top. Zachary Nunes, mm-hmm. as an athlete, you said you competed since sixth grade, or six years old, excuse yep, me. six years old. I looked all the way back through your Instagram, <laughs> and – I, I believe, like, even, like, the second post on there, when you used to have the white crop tops on the, not, like, shoes, oh, but yeah, you had yeah, the yeah, white yeah, crops yeah, yeah. on yeah. the images. That. So, like, I was looking back, you know, you've seen a lot of athletes, mm-hmm. you know, like, people that you've looked up to, to some extent. You know, you've yeah. taken inspiration. You've looked at, you know, who they are. You you know who they are. Yeah. Like, you, I imagine most people are like, oh, that's, okay. That's just, that's another dude, you know. What's your greatest achievement thus far? Ooh.
1: athletically, I would say, uh, this kind of sucks because it was like six years ago that I did it. Gotcha. Um, but I won nationals in long jump back home. Oh, sick. I won the under 18 national, national, championship. national championship.
0: championship. He's a national legend, actually. Oh. They I just don't, don't know it yet. It's just waiting for the time <laughs> to catch up. They just don't know it yet.
1: But yeah, when I was 16, I won the under 18 national championships in gotcha. long jump. Um, so that was pretty incredible. Yeah. But I think since then, my most proud that I've been of myself was my freshman year in indoor conference. I was, I, you know, I just moved to America. Yeah. I mean, I'd this been, is your first year in college. Yeah. I'd been training a lot more than I had ever before. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I had a few injuries. As, oh, you know, right. yeah, As, as yeah. you do. Um, so my training wasn't as effective as it could have been. But we went to the indoor conference champs and I came second in long jump and second in triple jump both with massive pbs um i jumped 15 meters for the first time that i would wanted to for four years yeah um like and i was just this itty bitty freshman coming (laughs) in you know jumping with the big dogs yeah yeah Um, so that was really cool and that just the feeling that i had during that competition was just electric like i couldn't when i jumped that last jump i couldn't feel my arms or my legs yeah, Like I just had tingles and the adrenaline was just pumping Yeah, and it was just so cool to be there with my team all celebrating together. Everyone did pretty well that championship sure. as well. Sure. So it was just, just a great time, just positive vibes. Everyone's just in a really good mood. I feel and, that. And I was like, I made the right decision coming to America.
0: Yeah. It so almost was, like kind of like validates, yes. you know, all the work that you put in yeah. through the long traveling. Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting the instruments here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> these babies. Um, so yeah, that was probably my biggest achievement. Jumping two PBs, coming second. Yeah. yeah. Both. Um, Cause I'd gone in and I was ranked like fifth and ranked sure. like, seventh or something. So yeah. like I wasn't. Yeah. On to paper, do you're not going to win. Exactly. I wasn't know. expecting to do anything crazy.
0: I feel that though. Um, Cause I like, even when I was a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. um, most of the, any good triple jumpers, were all seniors there was jet sabota there was like another guy who seemed like he 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 who's like a center in basketball but like he was a husky guy there was like another guy who was decently good like jumped like 40 feet as we know in high school it's not like super great it's obviously like a big you know like Mm -hmm. under five in the mile it's kind of like 40 feet in triple jump that's kind of like where everyone was at and i remember i was ranked fourth after my 40 foot jump. So I, like everyone I knew above me jumped over 40 feet. Yep. I hadn't jumped over 40 feet since the very first jump that I jumped in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where you go in, you think you're kind of like, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're there. Yeah.
1: But like, you just feel a little bit like a placeholder.
0: Yeah. You're just yeah. like, I'm, you know, I'm going to get fourth or fifth to all these yep. guys, but I never, I never doubted myself during that because I knew what I was capable of, Yeah, you know? And I always feel like you're, you know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And, it feel, and that same validation moment happened for me where I won that meet. It was districts. And I beat all the seniors. Yeah. And I did really poor during the first three jumps. So for anyone that doesn't know, you have a, a preliminary round. Yeah. And then you have a finals round within like pretty much every, every field event. Unless you're doing pole vault or high jump where you're yeah. just based on height. So for long jump and triple jump, this triple jump in this case, um, I had done really poor throughout my first three jumps, but I knew I needed one that was like decently good. So like thirty I think it was like thirty-six feet, which is like I could probably do that on like a four step now. Yeah. You know, like it's <laughs> like it's not far. And I remember I I was eighth. So I was like dead last. Yep. I was dead last. So I in, in this case when you go into finals, they reorganize your thing. So I might have been fourth on paper, but I don't keep that in finals. It depends on how you do in the preliminaries for anyone that doesn't know. And it's, you know, the worst jump goes first. And then it goes to the very best jump goes last. That's just kind of how it goes. And I'll never forget. I was very first and I jumped forty-two-one on my very last jump. That's awesome. happened to be the very last jump. It, it was it improved my personal best. And then also it had. It had won me the meet, you know, and i beat all these seniors and I'll never forget. Um, there was, there, it was like the final three guys because they were like the, you know, like four, f- two and one, you mm-hmm. know, they were kind of like in that. And I'll never forget. It was this guy named Chase. I think it was, it was, it was like Gabe Chase or something. It's from Cheney. And he had, it was his 40, last jump, he jumped like forty three nine, but he had scratched. Oh. And, I, and I'll never forget just like sitting there. I'm just like, oh, He scratched. So yeah. It's cool, yeah. uh, you know. Like it, it feels so validating. You know, you've put in work over the entire season, yeah. and there's just so much anticipation on, like, what the heck's gonna happen. Like, I have nothing to lose. I'm a freshman. Yeah. Like you're a freshman in college. I mean, there's probably a little bit more weight. You know, like if you compete poorly, they might be like, "Hey, that scholarship that you got, yeah, whether academic or not." <laughs> you know, there's yeah. probably some toss. You gotta, you gotta invest in yourself. You gotta, you gotta put time in your in your craft. Mm-hmm. And like as a high schooler, you really have nothing to lose. You could, you whatever, you know, you're going to, you got, you got finals the next week. You're yeah. fine. But I feel like there's so much power in investing in yourself, investing your time into being the best, you know, yeah. athlete that you can be, you know, getting yeah. the proper sleep, you know, like those little things that you've talked about, you know, that your coach implements these little processes of like drinking proper, the proper amount of water, getting three,
1: three gallons.
0: Three gallons Every four hours,
1: three gallons. <laughs> Even
0: when you're sleeping. Yeah,
1: right? you got to wake up. <laughs> wake up, fill
0: your water bottle, well, your gallon you jug, and make sure you chug three of them, and yeah. then go back to bed. Yeah. And then, you know, make sure you're at at practice five hours before. Yeah, exactly. Just to make sure we watch you drink the three gallons. <laughs> Again, at the four-hour mark. But I feel like there's so much power yeah. in investing in yourself, you know, and believing in yourself, you know. 100%. Even when there is those moments, where you might just be written off, you know, you're just another person in the eighth lane of the 400 meter final at the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics. (laughs) I know
1: you don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go and break the world record, right? Yeah. There's so much power to that. Yeah.
0: And has there been a moment in your life where you have felt the most impact on you influence wise, where there's been a moment that you've seen like a guest speaker and it's like, frick, man, Yeah, or you seen like somebody do something, and it's like, I want to do that too.
1: Yep. Yeah. We, alright, I, so this season, I had one of my lifelong dreams come true, and it was to talk to Christian Taylor, who is the second best all-time triple jumper ever, and Tim Corley, our head coach, is pretty good friends with him, so he organized for Christian Taylor to speak to our team over Zoom, and I so we you know we spoke for an hour and then we got to ask him questions. Yeah. And I went up to him and I said, "Hi, first of all, you're amazing. I've like I used to DM you when I was 14 years old." And yeah, he
0: does have the DMs to prove this. I do way. have
1: the DMs to prove this and he remembered me. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um and I I asked him about an issue that I was having kind of that season cuz I had competed at Haywood Field. Um which was also a lifelong dream yeah. since, well, since 2012 when Ashton Eaton broke the decathlon world record at that stadium. I was like, I want to compete there. And then they've also revamped the stadium. They've so it's revamped it. So even it better. <laughs> so nice. Um, so me being just this kid from Australia, like the week before he'd gone and competed at Haywood Field, and then now I'm talking to Christian Taylor, like in that moment, I was just like, wow, this is like – Every, everything that I've like worked up to at this point has now, like, like you said before, it's been validated. I know that it's been worth it. Like, how many times I've thrown up at practice, <laughs> which is nothing compared to everyone else on the team, <laughs> um, especially Spencer Afro Spon- four hundred. Yeah, we're throwing him <laughs> under the bus <plus> right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like being in that kind of atmosphere with that incredible athlete, with a team full of incredible athletes. I was like, this is it. Like this is amazing. This
0: is like that moment where yeah. it
1: like doesn't feel real. Yeah.
0: Feels like a movie. Yep. And it's just like you're talking to a guy that you've watched for years yep. compete through injury, through triumph, mm-hmm. winning a gold medal. Yeah. In the Olympics, yep. which is insane. It is insane. To like competing at a very prestigious track institution in, in Hayward Field, mm-hmm. the stadium. Yep. I'm assuming that's probably your favorite stadium to compete in. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I don't
1: understand how, like, the people at Oregon go to other places and be like,
0: wow, this track is... Because <laughs> yeah. it's always it's always downgraded. Exactly. Right? Like, Haywood
1: <laughs> Field is just insane. And I didn't do well there at all. Like, I yeah, I, sure. I sprained my ankle oh. in the warmer <laughs> because I was just so excited to be there and yeah. I just got a little bit too excited. I'm
0: assuming it was like a bound. You were just, it like, was, bound. It was, yeah. I yeah. went to do
1: a little takeoff and just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like being in that atmosphere, knowing what had gone down in, I mean, it's a new stadium and yeah. a new track, but like the history, ev- yeah, that location had been through so much and now I was a part of it Yeah, was a moment where I was like, I'm just this kid from Australia who's been lucky enough to come over and now I'm competing against, I compete against Jeff Henderson who won yeah. the 2016 yeah. Olympic games yeah, in long jump and I competed against him in long jump and he was the nicest guy in the world when yeah. I was like talking to him. Um, like I don't have those kind of opportunities back home. Sure. Um, so as much as I, I love home and I'm excited to go back, like I want to spend every moment here, just reeling it all in Yeah. and experiencing everything that I can.
0: Living that, that dream, you exactly. know, that yep. the random kid in, you know, Europe or Africa or yep. Asia, you know, is just like, they're watching these people yep. and it's, and it's so hard to like, you know believe that one day I might be standing on that podium. You know, you probably hear all these stories. We've probably all heard heard these stories of some random kid in like Iowa who just like, you know, his coach was like, you're, you could be a pretty good athlete and then became one, you know, but it's, it's just not like an overnight thing. You, we feel like it's an overnight thing in, in retrospect, but it is through the grit and the grind, yep, absolutely. you know, like when I'm making these YouTube videos, when I decided not to go back to college, it's like a very, mm-hmm. very similar moment where like I, you know, there's some recognition, you yep. know, when you're getting recognized for your work and your efforts, it, it's just like this whole blur. Like you don't know how to like react at, at all. Like if you, if somebody told me like a year ago, like that, like you would be meeting eric you'd be a part of one of his videos yeah. like, it, like okay cool like that it didn't seem fathomable until yeah. it happened yeah you know and like i never would have thought i'd done spartan racing like it just randomly popped up in my mind yeah. when like even when i took you to the thing like i knew that i wasn't going back at that time to to college yeah. and track yeah i just knew i was doing youtube yeah. that's all i knew yeah. like i didn't know i was doing spartan racing and yeah Now it's just one of those things that it kind of revitalized my athletics. It's just another another thing that I, I've added onto my list, and it keeps me hungry, keeps my grind going, and I got a whole other field that I want to go attack.
1: Yeah, I I keep looking at something. I think I keep looking at you. Okay. Um, (laughs) I think, like one of the things that I admire about you most is your follow through. Like you told me at the start of summer, yeah, start of summer, you had this whole summer bucket list that you wanted to do, and then every week you were releasing something from that bucket list, and that's what. Like I use that as motivation to then start recording more music because like I said before, I've released one song in two years and now I want to, you know, I've got like four or five songs recorded that I'm going to release in the next three months. So I think having goals is great and having like these aspirations but then actually following through on it all, that's when it starts to, you know, you get the snowball effect. Everything starts to kind of ramp up and start to finally figure itself out and work and everything like that. So that's what like from our conversation last year <laughs> so in, in, like your, in your like, room. Yeah. Like 11 years ago yeah. or
0: 11 months ago. yeah, Three gallons of water, three, three liters, liters, 11 of, years, yeah. 11 months. Yeah. Kind of the same so thing. It's all the
1: same thing. Um, like That's just been a very nice, motivating thing to be seeing you, especially because it's on social media, so it's very easy to yeah. access yeah. what you're doing. Um, that's just been really cool to watch, and that's motivated me, and I know it has other people as well, so that's really cool.
0: I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Like, you know, like we never do it for you know, the likes or whatnot, Mm -hmm. we do it for the impact, you know, the impact that we have, we write songs to make the most impactful piece of art that we can, you know, through our lens of creativity. And there's so much, you know, again, power in our voice and our expression, you know, however we do that, however we share that, you know, some people like to keep it silent for five years, Kendrick Lamar, you know, and kind of voice that through his music, you know, and There's, there's different ways to go about it. There's different avenues, different streams. We're all taking a different vessel to our goal. And it means a lot, you know, coming from you because I see your grind. You know, like I see your social media uh, stories or your posts that, you know, you've competed. You've met these people. I'm just like, frick, man, dude, I'm like happy for you. Yeah. Because, like, I know a little piece of the picture. I don't know the full picture. And I'm glad that I got to, like, learn it today a yeah. lot more. And again, like I only see a small lens of it. You know, I don't know what you're doing in classes. I see the more athletic side. I yeah. see the, the grind, you know, the work and, you know, the. there's that infamous video that you'll probably look back in five years when you jump in on the final jump and you just lay there. <laughs> and it's just like, it. it's like, I feel the relief in it yeah. because it's like, I may, it. as you've mentioned, you know, the results at that meet didn't pan out entirely yeah. how you expected it to but I sense the relief and there's like a deeper story to that yeah. video, Yeah. you know? And it's just like this, like, oh, like I've, I've relieved this tension. I'm finally done with this meat, but it's like, there's so much behind that. There's so yeah. much force behind that one little video that I imagine not many people really care or yeah. will ever recognize. Yeah. And that's, that's why I do this podcast yeah. because there's these stories that people will probably never share in public. They'll probably share with, like, friends and family. And I always want to give a voice for that, Mm -hmm. the outlet of expression, as I like to say, where people can share these stories, you know, about meeting Christian Taylor, one of the greatest triple jumpers of all time, you know, having moved across the Pacific Ocean to a completely different country to go to college and, you know, pursue an athletic career, and that's, that's what I want, you know? Like, I want that story to be expressed, you yep. know, through your music, through what you've done as an athlete, as a person. But what I want to know is who is Zachary Nunes?
1: That's what I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I do a bunch of... I do track, I do music, I do... I draw tattoo designs for myself. But I think the... It's weird. Like when I was growing up, I was like, "Oh, by the time I'm 18, I'm going to know what I want to do with my life." And then I got to 18 and I was like <laughs> now, USA
0: kind of seems kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: now now I'm 22 and I'm like, "Oh, being 30 looks like, you know, maybe I'll have it all sorted out then." Um so I think Zach Nunes just wants to grow. That might sound lame, but I want to be able to not stay pigeonholed with whatever I do. Um I want to be able to you know, move around. I want to live in France for a year, maybe. I want to live in yeah. somewhere else. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to, kind of do it. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Zach Nunes is. It's me. Just let me be me, man. Yeah. You, know, you, see, I love you it. see that? I love up. it. I love it.
0: I think it. I think it sums up not only the entire conversation that we've had. I feel like you're on this endless pursuit of. Not like only happiness, but this endless pursuit of like this unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, you always kind of want to figure out like what's what's next. You know, I was twelve. I want to know what I'm going to be doing at eighteen. I've got to eighteen. I want to know what I'm doing at twenty two and twenty two to thirty, and so on and so forth. It's an endless growing pursuit of something. This substance may not be anything tangible. It may just be happiness. It just may be this thing that. I don't know, you just want to find out and who knows what it's going to be. And I feel like through this conversation and many out there listening, I hope they got to see your story through the lens of you, through the lens of their own uh, story and what they've been able to do. And hopefully that they felt impactful or impacted by your impactfulness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a tongue twister. That worked out well though.
0: With that Nationers, uh, that's pretty much it. That is the end of episode 36. Do
1: you have anything else that you have on your mind? No, I was just going to say thank you for having me. Thank you for coming all the way down here. I Welcome. appreciate you a lot. Uh, you've done so much for me in the last year, and I appreciate Eleven you Eleven years. 11 years. <laughs> 11 years. Uh, and those three gallons of water. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming down. It's great to see you again. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, can to see you again.
0: I'm excited. Anyways, Nationers, if you guys haven't hit that subscribe button, make sure to check out um, Zach on Instagram. Check up with his music on Spotify. I'll leave those linked down in the description below so you guys can go check them out. See how he does within the next few weeks at, uh, at some pretty big meets coming up. Other than that, thank you guys again so much for watching. We'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good one. 07. Peace, peace.